Backpack Media. I'm Trevor Muir, and you are listening to Stories from School. This is a show where real people tell real stories from their school experiences. All of us, whether rich or poor, girl or boy, young or old, from the city or the country, all of us went to school in some way, shape, or form. It wasn't always fun. In fact, it was sometimes awful and boring and tedious and challenging and enlightening and scary and an adventure. It was school. We all did it. And if you're a teacher or a parent or a student, you're still doing it. And quite often, it can make for some really great stories. Stories that make us laugh and sometimes cry and reminisce with nostalgia. These stories have the power to move us. So we thought we'd make a show and every other week share stories from school. Sometimes from teachers to give you a behind-the-scenes look, but also from business people and moms and dads and grandpas and truck drivers and doctors and anyone else with a story to tell. Because this is such a shared experience, we can all relate. Kind of like the Breakfast Club, bad haircuts and all. I once ran into one of my all-time favorite teachers at the grocery store, about 10 years after I had his class. I saw him and I went up to him and said, Mr. C, it's so great to see you. And his eyes shifted a little bit, like he was slightly uncomfortable. But then he quickly smiled and said, Hey man, how's it going? Mr. C called me man. He had no clue who I was. And I was a little hurt by it. This guy is the reason I love science, and I loved every second of his class and how he made learning fun and exciting. Mr. C was a huge part of my life in middle school, and yet he had no idea who I was. I forgive Mr. C for not remembering my name. He had hundreds of students before me and thousands of students since. But I only had one of him, and people like that shape you. Here's a story from a current teacher named Catherine, and she shares about a teacher that she had as a young child who had the same kind of impact. Enjoy this story from school. I was the kind of kid in school who was shy, quiet. Um, You might have forgotten me if you were my teacher. Um, I don't like talking to crowds. I don't like talking to people. And so I tended to identify the most with teachers who built relationships, who kind of gently nudged me out of my comfort zone, but did not force me to do anything I was not comfortable with. And my first grade teacher um, was a woman by the name of Miss Jan Tuck. And I had Jan Tuck her second year of teaching. We were a tiny rural school district, about 800 people, and I basically thought she walked on water. (laughs) Um, I think I wanted to basically be Miss Tuck, and I loved her classroom. I loved it because when you would go in it, you felt like you were home. She was kind, considerate. She built relationships with all of her students. Um, If kids got in trouble, and I remember specifically that there was a couple boys that did often, She would pull them aside, she would talk to them, she would give them hugs, ask them what was going on in their lives.
I loved her so much. As a little first grader in her classroom, I thought she was amazing. Even so, I wanted to be her. I clearly remember um, as a first grader asking my parents for Christmas and then my birthday in February for um, button-down like Oxford cloth shirts and skinny belts because that was what Miss Tuck wore. And she wore her shirts untucked with the belt on the outside. Um, and so I would wear my shirts untucked with the belt on the outside. And she never commented on it. I'm sure she noticed this little six-year-old trying to dress as her, but she never said a word. Um, I began to play teacher at home that year in first grade. My mom bought me a red grade book so that I could pretend to take grades. And my stuffed animals were my class. When I left her class in second grade, I had Mrs. Feeney, and I still remember one day in second grade, and it was about um, the winter time. I'm not sure why, but Miss Tuck came to me, and she asked if I would want to read aloud to her first grade class. And I wanted to say no, because I'm shy. I was very shy as a child, and I couldn't imagine reading aloud to a whole class. But Miss Tuck had asked, so I said yes. And I went home that night, and I thought about what book I should possibly read to her class. And I picked my favorite picture book at the time. It was called The Monster at the End of This Book, starring lovable furry old Grover from Sesame Street, written by John Stone. And so I sat at home, and I got my stuffed animals in my bedroom, and I sat in front of them like a teacher would, and I held the book like a teacher does. And I practiced, and I practiced, and I practiced. And the next day, I went to Miss Tuck's room, and I sat in front of her first grade students, and I was nervous. And I remember she stood to the side, and I started to read, and I was very quiet. Um, and she encouraged me, and so my voice got louder. And the great thing about first graders is that the more animated you are, the more into it they are. And so if you've seen this book before, you know, Grover is a terrified as a monster that's in this book, and every time you turn a page, Grover, you know, yells out, you turn the page, and the kids would laugh, and a kid fell out of his chair, he was laughing so hard, and I just remember feeling like, this is powerful, and I could do this, and I want to do this. And it was there, in second grade, that I started to believe that one day I would be a teacher. So if you fast forward 30 years, I think about her often. I hope every year that I can impact my students the way Ms. Tuck did for me. And while I don't notice students wearing Birkenstocks and my typical plain white or black t-shirt with jeans or khaki pants, I do notice that they start to develop a love for what I love. They love books. They love writing. They love sunrises and sunsets, plain M&Ms. Fortunately, most of them don't love Starbucks coffee the way I do, but they like to tell me every time they see one. Um, they tease me when they see my papers are piled on the table in the front of the room because they know me, and they know that it can stress me out, and they ask me if they can help. I share myself with my students as much as I can, just the way that Miss Tuck did for me. My students do contact me outside of school, um, sometimes just to tag me, in a photo of a sunset they saw that night on Instagram. Um, sometimes they drop by their old fifth grade or fourth grade classroom 
to say hello when they're leaving high school for the day. And sometimes I get more. I treasure their emails, like the one I got from Michael last year. He was preparing to graduate from high school, and I hadn't seen Michael since fourth grade. He had moved from our town shortly after I had him as a student. Here's what he had to say. Hey, Miss Sokolowski, I don't know if you remember me, but you were my teacher about eight years ago. I'm graduating on Sunday, and I wanted to tell you that you were the reason I'm as successful as I am. Going into fourth grade, I had read one book, and you knew that I just needed to find the book that would interest me, and I have been a huge reader ever since. I am going to Iowa State University next year to study journalism. You may not remember me, but I remember you. You changed my life for the better, and I am eternally grateful. I had lost touch with Miss Tuck because she moved and she got married and I wrote a blog post about my favorite teacher and I called her my Miss Stretchberry with a nod to Love That Dog by Sharon Creech and I said that I wish I could track her down but I couldn't find her because she had left and her name had changed and one of her former colleagues, that was my teacher, gave me an address they thought might work. It didn't. Months went by, I didn't hear. And then I got an email from her, and she had sold her house in Virginia, she had moved to California, but her former neighbors got my letter, and they sent it to her. And so now I'm in touch with her again, and we're Facebook friends, and she sends me these emails that she's reading my blog, and she's proud of me, and it's just, it's a big thing. When I finished listening to Catherine's story, I knew I had to contact this favorite teacher of mine. So I found him on Facebook, like any good stalker does, and I shot him a quick message letting him know what he meant to me. And he was overjoyed to hear from a past student and be affirmed for the work that he did. So now think about it. Is there a teacher out there who made a huge impact on you? If you can think of one, and I bet you can, shoot them an email. Find them on Facebook. Heck, invite them to coffee. Let them know that the work they did, however many years ago, meant something. You will be glad you did, and they are going to love it. I'm Trevor Muir, and this has been a production of Backpack Media. This episode was created by myself and Brad Wilson. Thank you so much, Catherine, for your story. If you have a story from school that you'd like to share on the show, please let us know. You can email a brief synopsis of your narrative to story at bkpk.media. You can check out our website by visiting bkpk.media or subscribing to the show on SoundCloud or iTunes. And please let us know what you think of the show so far. We would love your reviews and opinions. We're also on Twitter at BKPKStories, and I'd love to connect with you myself at Trevor Muir. Now, after you contact that favorite teacher of yours, share with your friends stories from when you were in school. They will probably be able to relate. See you next week.